This is the 200 Churches Podcast. This podcast was created to provide resources and encouragement to leaders of small churches. Our mission is to encourage and equip leaders of the 94% of congregations in America under 500 members. Thanks for listening to the 200 Churches Podcast. We are here today with Brian Hansen, who is the Director of Gatekeepers Ministries. Brian, it's great to have you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, it's great to be here. Thank you very much for the opportunity of joining you guys in this. And uh, Well, I'm a, uh, I'm a father of... Uh, I'm a husband and a father of four. And, uh, and God, I've been a, in youth ministry for over 20 years. Uh, knew that that's what I wanted to do as a teenager. God allowed me to uh, study for it and then do it for about 23 years before he started opening some other doors for us to, to go through and, and to start a ministry, like you said, it's called Gatekeepers Ministries. And so here we go. So tell us a little bit about Gatekeepers Ministry. What, what's this all about? Well, Gatekeepers Ministries, first of all, it's nothing that I really pursued. It's just all about the doors of opportunity that God opened for us. And, uh, and what it, the, the, the overall gist of it is that, uh, God has opened some doors to work with, uh, with some sports teams and athletes, uh, some of them professional, former professional athletes and, uh, NFL players. But, uh, so we work with, uh, a football team, uh, a university basketball team, a minor league hockey team. And then for a number of years, uh, now I've worked with the, uh, Ohio Senate and the legislature overall, there in Columbus, Ohio. So that kind of is the broad scope of the of the ministries that I currently work with, but it goes a little bit broader than that even. But uh, that, that's what I'm doing right now with my time. And Brian, you've been in local church ministry for 23 years, and yes. you're transitioning now. And tell us about, about the ministry you expect to have to pastors and churches, but then also, I mean, apart from the ministry you have with athletes and with politicians, yeah. uh, you talk about influencing the influencers. Yes. Uh, what do you think gatekeepers is going to be doing in terms of their connection with maybe some local churches? Well, it's it's really interesting because uh, as I was a, in, in church ministry for over 20 years, I was a pastor. I was full-time paid staff at some really nice churches, and God, God uh, through the churches, uh, was treated very well financially. And now, uh, in order to do what we're doing, I find myself being a missionary, and I have to raise my own support, which was a huge step of faith. But here's what, here's what I've been finding, and this is the direction that I think that God is giving me a vision for. I'm going around, and I'm speaking in churches of all kinds, but the average church, this may, this may sound funny to you, but it's actually the identical church that I grew up in with my father as a pastor. The pastor's typing the bulletin, running the bulletin. He's leading the choir. He's leading the singing. He's preaching Sunday, teaching Sunday school, morning service, evening service, Wednesday night, and they are they they are run out of breath. They they've just had it. But I sit down with them, and I sit down with their maybe missions committee or something, and and they want to know, you know, my methodology of evangelism and how I'm going to do it and what's my vision for doing it. The interesting thing, Jeff, is if I if I ask them just the same question, just say, hey, that's what I'm doing. Just tell me a little bit about what you're doing. The The looks that I get are just, I, th- th- this is the response. We just don't have time. And you know what? They don't. And you're talking about what they're doing in the area of outreach and evangelism. Y- yes, absolutely. And, and uh, I mean, they're doing everything that they can. They're holding on for all they're worth just doing what they're doing. And for for them to to 
give vision and thought and passion to reaching outside of their box. It's not that they don't want to. It's just that they don't have the energy or resources to even give that a second thought. So what gatekeepers is going to do, I believe, and t- tell me if you think I'm wrong here, but one of the things that I think that we have done, I believe that we have done, is we have done a great injustice to the church. Meaning, and when I say church in this context, I'm meaning the organization of a church, uh, the, the body of the local church coming together. We have done our people a great disservice because we have allowed them to re- to rely on the programming of the church for outreach, for evangelism, what you know? What are we doing with our children's ministry? We're going to have a special speaker come in. We're going to do a men's outreach. We're going to do whatever. But people are relying on the church to program something that they can invite their neighbors to, friends to, whatever, except that they're not. And, and our people are paralyzed to go out and do it on their own because it's never been an expectation of them. So what Gatekeepers Ministries is about, Jeff... It's about resourcing the, and the church isn't the organization, as we all know. The church is the individuals. We come together for corporate worship, and that's what gives us the picture of, of the, the bigger church. But we're, the, the church is the individuals. It, it, and, and Gatekeepers is about resourcing individuals and helping them have ideas that they can step out in their own sphere of influences and take a step of faith to share their faith. We'll give them the ideas, we'll give them the meat, we'll give them the resources, but we're, we're trying to help the churches, help the local pastor of a small church that's up to his eyeballs in stuff, good stuff, but it's stuff, and we're, we're going to help them to resource the people in their church to do the, the ministry that we're actually called to do. So we've talked about this before um, on the 200 Churches website and the podcast, is that is that pastors at smaller churches, 200 churches, um, they, they get stuck doing a lot of the stuff. And we've talked about delegation and the importance of relationships with your volunteers and with your staff, you know, and the importance of giving people authority. Um, it sounds like what Gatekeepers is doing is taking that even to the next step. So not just giving people authority within their own congregation, to help and to volunteer and you know and to give them authority to to make decisions but to send them out into their lives send them out to where they work send them out to their their sphere of influence and so how does how does gatekeepers go about doing that how what is what is i guess the the way that that you would equip someone um to go out into their own sphere and and make those make those relationships and have that impact well i think that's a good a good thought johnny I, I would say this, um, I, 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 Gatekeepers is not a program. It, we're, we're not something that somebody can get on our website and, and look and say, what are they doing? We're not doing anything. What we are doing is we are going to give you some ideas. I, let me take you back for instance. This is something that happened in our own lives uh, with my wife and I. Uh, we have a good friend that's a chaplain of a, of one of the major universities, uh, programs, football programs and basketball programs in the country. And, and, um, his wife came to my wife one day and she said, it was about Christmas time. She said, Hey, would you consider having a, a Christmas tea just for all the ladies in your neighborhood? And, and she would be willing to come and share her testimony because they really bleed outreach evangelism. And my wife came to me and, uh, and she asked if I thought that this might be a good idea. Well, I'm a pastor, right? And I said, 
I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it was a it was a scary thing because what if it all goes bad and your neighbors end up not liking you anymore? You live with your neighbors for a very long time. Well, we ended up saying yes. And my wife did a tremendous job. She really made the thing pretty. You know, she invited all these ladies. We kind of lived in a very white collar neighborhood, a, su- a suburb of Columbus. And, uh, you know, the, the foo-foo-y cookies, as I call them, and the nice tea, everything China. It was not a man's time at all. And, uh, but the ladies came over, they shared, they talked. And then my wife said, you know, the reason why I invited you over is we just wanted you to know why we celebrate this time of year. And, and, uh, and so she did. And then she said, you know, God really impacts people's lives. And, and this is Julie Rohde and her husband is the chaplain of this football team. Um, but she's just going to share her testimony and she did. And, you know, it was kind of the pivotal moment, like, okay, is this going to be received or are we going to be called idiots, you know? And it was so well-received, so well-received. And that moment, I think, for my wife, Mandy, and I, it flipped a switch in us that was like, we can do this. And our neighbors kept coming back. We were like the spiritual guideposts of our neighborhood for whatever reason. But that was, even for a pastor, I'm ashamed to say it, but even for a pastor, that was such a leap of faith for us. And it turned good. Maybe they won't all turn good. I don't know. But we would never have been on the journey that we are now had we not just taken that one step of, you know, God opened the door, we went through it, and here's what happened. And and that's why I'm just, that that's the call to our church is to say, what have you done? Have you, are you willing to take a step of faith to share your faith? And we'll resource you to do it. So we were talking earlier, and pastors... Mm-hmm. We have unwittingly programmed our people to think that evangelism happens within the walls of the local church. And some of the larger churches are able to do that. They're able to, for instance, Andy Stanley's church, his whole evangelism strategy is invest and invite. So the people invest in somebody's lives, and then they invite them to church. And then the church does the evangelism, at least the initial breaking the ice and bringing up topics and subjects, and then the people are able to follow up on that. Um, but in many smaller churches, people still have that idea that maybe if they just invite their friends to church and they've, they miss out on all the unique gifts and abilities that the Holy Spirit gives to believers that they are to use in their own context. You talk about a sphere of influence and mm-hmm. you know, where they work, in their neighborhoods, in their families. And so pastors of 200 churches are burning out and losing their vision and losing their energy because... They're trying to make it happen within the four walls. And you said the church isn't the building, it's the people. So it goes back to Ephesians 4.12 that talks about um, the pastors equipping the saints to do the work of the ministry. Mm -hmm. So what would you say to pastors out there who are in churches of 50 or 100 or 150, which is the majority of churches in the country? Oh, by far. So if your church is 200 or under, you are in the vast majority of churches in the country uh, Brian, what would you say to these pastors who are kind of pulling their hair out and maybe getting a little discouraged uh, that it's and it's not just an issue of growth because on our podcast we don't want to put this expectation mm-hmm. on pastors in rural areas or in smaller churches that mm-hmm. literally just aren't going to get real big. Right. But God is going to use that church and that pastor to minister to the people in their congregation. So not necessarily for growth, but a pastor who is doing it all, when he's got 50 people or 100 people or 150, what would you say to that guy or to that woman? 
Well, first of all, I would say when you're talking about the mega churches, you referenced Andy Stanley or whatever. Uh, I mean, that's oh, the overall percentages of churches that are that large is what not even not even one percent. I, I not I don't, even one percent. Yeah, you're right. So, but you know what? I, I say thank God for those churches. They're able to do some things that maybe we're not able to do. I'm. I don't say be jealous of them or begrudge them. Thank God for what they're doing. But I would say for us. Um, the the average church, even look in the New Testament, you know, there's not mega stuff going on. It's mostly gathered around individuals and small groups and families getting together and and whatever. But um, no, l- listen, what, what I would tell a pastor is uh, focus on faithfulness. And my, I, I grew up in a church of fifty to seventy people. My dad was a, a pastor in rural Illinois, surrounded by cornfields and now you're a spiritual advisor to senators in in the ohio state house well that's because those are the for whatever reasons those are the doors of opportunity that god has opened for me but But, what i'm telling but as an aside yeah if you're a pastor out there of a church of 50 or 75 you don't know the kids in your church and where they're going to go oh absolutely and what they're going to do and so oftentimes those pastors feel like, oh, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just. Our church is only, mm. you know, but but here your dad pastoring a small church and yeah. the little guy out of that church ends up <laughs> advising senators. Well, right? I hadn't necessarily thought of it that way. but Well, uh, well because, yeah. you know, we, well, that's what we've got to look at. I, I went to a church, not, not even 100 people, and here I've been in ministry now for 25 years. Why? Because that small church pastor mm. who really honestly – he wasn't a stellar pastor, but so many of us aren't stellar, you know, but God used him to impact my life. So go ahead. Well, I was just, I was just going to say, listen, we have a call to be faithful and God has gifted us in different ways. And, and I, first of all, I would, I would tell, I would tell any pastor this, love your people. And sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's very hard to love your people, but God's called us to love our people. The second thing is I, I would say you, you referenced, um, giving our people responsibility. Yet you can say responsibility, ownership, wh- whatever it is. But our people need to be retrained, refocused, instead of relying on the organism of the church to say, I am the church, what can I do? And I'm telling you, when we when we equip them to go out and take a step of faith, to share their faith and whatever it's going to look like, we're going to start having stories come to us about how God is working in people's lives and it is going to be it is going to be invigorating it's going to it's going to help our prayer meetings we're going to start praying for more i don't want to say legitimate things but uh praying for the kingdom of God that it would be expanded and and praying for individuals that they would come to 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 hold on to the truth that they're wrestling with perhaps but it's it's going to invigorate the church because we we are releasing the individuals of the church to do what God has called us to do. And pastors, take a load off your shoulders because you don't have to. You are not the one called to be responsible for the evangelism of your community, but equip your individuals that they can be the ones influencing the spheres of whatever influence they have. Well, that... I think I think God is really blessing what you're doing, Brian, and we're happy to have you here. Happy to have you on the podcast today. If, if somebody wants to check out your ministry, what's how how can they get to your website? They can go to my website www.gatekeepersministries.com. 
Gatekeepersministries.com. Gatekeepersministries.com. We'll have a link up to that on the website as well. Jeff, I know I know you've loved having Brian here, and I have as well. Brian, thank you so much, and thanks for listening to the 200 Churches podcast. Thank you, Brian. My privilege. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this 200 Churches podcast. Remember, your leadership in your 200 church matters huge in the kingdom of God. Thank you.